beautiful winter Sunday morning. This morning, the first Sunday of Lent, we will begin our season of Lent with the Great Litany. We have chanted Litany this morning, and that is on the front page of your booklet for today, but also the music is found on page S67, which is the front of the blue hymnal. The congregation is invited to join in with the congregation on the responsorial hint tamp line. You'll need both the music and the prayer book for this book because the spirit music doesn't give you every line. So that's very good. I understand. We will begin our services each Lent with a silent procession, so at this time I invite you to please stand. God the Father, creator of heaven and earth, have mercy upon us. O God the Son, redeemer of the world, have mercy upon us. O God the Holy Ghost, sanctifier of the faithful, have mercy upon us. O holy, blessed, and Trinity, one God, have mercy upon us. Remember not, Lord Christ, our offenses, nor the offenses of our forefathers, neither reward us according to our sins. Spare us, good Lord, spare thy people, whom thou hast redeemed with thy most precious blood, and by thy mercy preserve us forever. Spare us, good Lord, from all evil and wickedness, from sin, from the crafts and assaults of the devil, and from everlasting damnation. Good Lord, hear us. From all blindness of heart, from pride, vainglory, and hypocrisy, from envy, hatred, and malice, and from all want of charity. Good Lord, deliver us. From all inordinate and sinful afflictions, and from all the deceits of the world, the flesh, and the devil. Good Lord, deliver us. From all false doctrine, heresy, and schism, from hardness of heart, and contempt of thy word and commandment. from earthquake, fire, and flood, from plague, pestilence, and famine. Good Lord, deliver us. From all oppression, conspiracy, and rebellion, from violence, battle, and murder, and from dying suddenly and unprepared. Good Lord, deliver us. By the mystery of thy holy incarnation, by thy holy nativity and submission to the law, by thy baptism, fasting, and temptation. Good Lord, hear us. By thine agony and bloody sweat, by thy cross and passion, by thy precious death and burial, by thy glorious resurrection and ascension, 
and by the coming of the Holy Ghost. In all time of our tribulation, in all time of our prosperity, in the hour of our death and in the day of judgment, good Lord, deliver us. We sinners do beseech thee to hear us, O Lord God, and that it may please thee to rule and govern thy holy church universal in the right way. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to illumine all bishops, priests, and deacons with true knowledge and understanding of the word, and that both by their preaching and living they might set it forth and show it accordingly. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to bless and keep all thy people. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to send forth laborers into thy harvest and to draw all mankind into thy kingdom. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to give all people increase of grace to hear and receive thy word, and to bring forth the fruits of the Spirit. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to bring into the way of truth all such abed and undeceived. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to give us a heart of love and fear thee, and diligently to live after thy commandments. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee so to rule the hearts of thy servants, the President of the United States, and all others in authority, that they may do justice and love mercy and walk in the ways of truth. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to make wars to cease in all the world and give all nations unity, peace, and concord and to bestow freedom upon all peoples. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord that it may please thee to show thy pity among all prisoners and captives, the homeless and the hungry, and all who are desolate and oppressed. We beseech thee to hear us, Lord. That it may please thee to give and preserve to our use the bountiful fruits of the earth, so that in all due time all may enjoy them. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to inspire us in our several callings to do the work which thou hast given us to do with singleness of heart as thy servants and for the common good. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to preserve all who are in danger by reason of their labor or their travel. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it
preserve and provide for all women in childbirth, young children and orphans, the widowed and all whose homes are broken or torn by strife. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to visit the lonely, to strengthen all who suffer in mind, body, and spirit, and to comfort with thy presence those who are failing and infirm. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to support, help, and comfort all who are in danger, necessity, and tribulation. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to have mercy upon all mankind. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to give us true repentance to forgive us all our sins, negligences, and ignorances, and to endue us with the grace of thy Holy Spirit, to amend our lives according to thy holy word. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord, that it may please thee to forgive our enemies, persecutors, and slanderers, and to turn their hearts. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord, that it may please thee to strengthen such as to stand, to comfort and help the weak-hearted, to raise up those who fall, and finally to beat down Satan under our feet. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord, that it may please thee to grant to all faithful departed eternal life and peace. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord, that it may please thee to grant that in the fellowship of our patron Peter and all the saints we may attain to thy heavenly kingdom. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord, Son of God, we beseech thee to hear us. Son of God, we beseech thee to hear us. O Lamb of God, which takest away the sins of the world, have mercy upon us. O Lamb of God, which takest away the sins of the world, have mercy upon us. Takest away the sins of the world. Grant us thy peace. O Christ, hear us. O Christ, hear us.
Genesis. The Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to till and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, You may freely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall die. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other wild animal that the Lord had made. He said to the woman, Did God say you should not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden. But God said, You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the middle of the garden, nor shall you touch it, or you shall die. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not die, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was desired to make one wise, she took up, she took up its fruit and ate. And she gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both were opened. They knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made loincloths for themselves. The word of the Lord.
just as sin came into the world through one man, and death came through sin, and so death spread to all because all have sinned. Sin was indeed in the world before the law, but sin is not reckoned when there is no law. Yet death exercised dominion from Adam to Moses, even over those whose sins were not like the transgression of Adam, who is a type of the one who was to come. But the free gift is not like the trespass. For if the many die through the one man's trespass, much more surely have the grace of God and the free gift and the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for the many. And the free gift is not like the effect of the one man's sin, for the judgment following one's trespass brought condemnation. But the free gift following many trespasses brings justification. If, because of the one man's trespass, death exercised dominion through that one, much more surely will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness exercise dominion in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Therefore, just as one man's trespass led to condemnation for all, so one man's act of righteousness leads to justification in life for all. For just as by the one man's disobedience the many were made sinners, so by the one man's obedience the many will be made righteous. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our sequence or gospel hymn this morning is hymn 445. We'll sing the first three verses prior to the reading of the gospel, the fourth and fifth after. So I invite everyone to please stand and join in singing in 445.
After Jesus was baptized, he was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He fasted forty days and forty nights, and afterwards he was famished. The tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, One does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, that you are not da- so you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, Again it is written, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. And he said to him, All these I will give you, if you will fall down and worship me. Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil left him, and suddenly angels came and waited on him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise be to thee, O Lord. truth in my ears. 
and they have. Life is hard. You are going to die. Your life is not just about you. Flat. Inevitable. Stagnant. But now something more, something more like this. Life is hard. You are going to die. Your life is not just about you. Courageous, inviting, maybe even a little hospitable. As unsettling as they originally sounded, cynical even, sure, I now find these mantras to contain an abundance of truly good news for my everyday living. Reminders of how to more fully live, rather than how to just simply be alive. Jesus' exchange with the tempter in the desert today has received its fair share of commentary throughout the millennium, really. Traditionally interpreted, we see the beloved Christ give occasion for the already well-pleased Father to be even more proud of him. With perfect scriptural recitation, Jesus rejects the devil's temptations one by one. To doubt the truth of our reliance on God's provision and instead seek self-sufficiency. The temptation to test God and the temptation to make an idol of earthly power. And traditionally speaking, these are great lessons for us, always. If we're going to attempt to relate Jesus' own experience in the desert with an experience of our own journey of life with God, these are good lessons. We learn from Jesus here. He serves as a scriptural analog of how to face the temptations we can expect to face in our life of faith. Traditionally speaking, it's an ideal to avoid these temptations, lest we allow them to turn into full-blown sin. But one thing that I really love about Holy Scripture, and I suppose this is the reason to really love it, is that as the Word of God, it never stops speaking, does it? There's always something else to hear. This time around, I couldn't help but hear my three mantras nestled somewhat inconspicuously in the three exchanges between the devil and Christ. Life is hard. Jesus fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, and afterward he was banished. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But Jesus answered, It is written, One does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. It is indeed tempting 
to spend much of our effort and energy on ways to make this life feel less hard, isn't it? And no small number of us will spend much of that same life itself, in fact, working in exchange for things or experiences to distract us from the pesky and persistent truth that life is hard. Making your own bread might very well keep us alive. But man does not truly live by bread alone. God's word, the word of peace, of justice, the word of service, the word of love. Somehow this word calls us to really live a life that we simply cannot make for ourselves. And that sounds like good news to me. You are going to die. From the top of the temple, the devil challenges Jesus to jump, to test the promise from the Psalms that no harm would come to him. But we know that harm does come to Jesus in a few short years. In fact, we are slowly making our way through Lent to that very reality of Good Friday. And yet, Jesus lived an awful lot of life in those three years in between, didn't he? So much of a life, actually, that we're gathered here today. Do we dare to test the God who made us by railing against the truth that these bodies have a uniquely temporary quality to them, fearfully and wonderfully made as they are? Do we test God's plan to have us truly live out of them, rather than insisting on living in them? You are going to die, so don't wait until then to start living. Your life is not just about you. From a very high mountain, the tempter offered Jesus a deal. Complete power over the whole of the world for the low, low price of getting into bed with the devil. And power does have an alluring quality to it, doesn't it? We think to ourselves, the more power I have, the, easiest, the easier this will be, all of this will be easier. I think what we might be accidentally saying, though, without knowing it, is something like this. The closer I can get to becoming my own God, then everything will be okay. And I don't know about you, but each and every time in my life that I've insisted on being my own God, well, it just typically doesn't go very well. Because you see, it turns out that God has a really tough job, and one for which I am woefully unqualified. And as much as I really do love all of you, I would be remiss to fail to mention that you are unqualified too. Luckily, this life is not just 
about us. We get to live in partnership with a highly qualified God who, while is capable of running this entire universe without us, insists that we help out too. And I think that's another dose of good news. The season of Lent, where we find ourselves in these next 30-some-odd days, this season over the last thousand or more years has really picked up some connotations, some of self-denial, of suffering, and general unhappiness, if we're being honest. And there is absolutely room, and I would say need, to hold those necessary experiences in this season. But at the root of the word Lent itself actually has just as much to do with growing the lengthening of days. So how might we grow together this Lent? I personally will continue to try to grow into some hard truths. That life is hard. And because of that, it's really worth living. That I am going to die. And so might want to start doing that living now. That my life is not just about me. Because there's a big, loving, generous God who knows better than me. You see, we can try to get through Lent as we look desperately for the joy of Easter. Or we can grow through Lent. And the devotional I read recently sums it up pretty well, I think. Better, harder, but much better to submit to these 40 days as the mortifying ordeal of being known by God and by ourselves. Because what comes after that terrible honesty is treasure in heaven the health to receive the rewards of being loved, really, truly, and eternally loved. Please stand and join me in affirming our faith in the words and I see. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made. For us men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, and was incarnate by the Holy Ghost of the Virgin Mary, and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again, according to the Scriptures. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of the Father. He shall come again with glory to judge both the quick and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Ghost, 
the Lord and giver of life, who proceeded from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spake by the prophets, and I believe one holy Catholic and apostolic church, I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Let us greet one another with a sign of Christ's love for us. I invite everyone to please be seated. And again, welcome to everyone, especially if you're visiting this morning and or back after a long period of time. There are visitor cards in the pocket in the front of each in front of each pew. Take a moment, fill that out, and place that in the um, basket as part of your offering this morning. I promise we will not put you on any mailing list you do not wish to be on. Also, this morning, handful of announcements. First. Uh, this Friday at 7 p.m. is Crying on the Camino. It is a one-woman play. It is an international show and highly acclaimed. It will be here on Friday evening at 6 p.m. It's $20 admission and the monies go towards the support for developing an Anglican center in Santiago at the end of the um, Camino Trail. Also on March 12. Musica Adolce will be here for their spring performance. That, I believe, begins at 2 p.m. and there is a donation. Please look on your announcements for that information. Seated in the back of the church is Mrs. Hines, Susan Hines, and she has uh, her camera with her, I'm sure, to get pictures of people for the um, new pictorial directory. And also we have forms in the back of the church if you've not filled one out online, to fill the form out here while you're here, that is asking for updated information on everybody in the parish. It is amazing when we go through our database, how many people have emails that no longer exist or phone numbers that are no longer in use. So please take a moment and fill that out. Again, it's not going on to any mailing list. It's simply for our purposes. And yes, there are times that I would like to get a hold of you or check on you, and having your phone number is very helpful to have. Um, so those are the announcements of what is happening here in the parish. There are a couple of community announcements, first and foremost, for our choir, our condolences to Timothy Hoyt on the loss of his sister-in-law this week. He and the Hoyt family have gathered in Wisconsin for her funeral. Also, for those who remember Tracy Telford, she was our interim secretary. Our condolences to her on the death of her sister this week as well. And then for those who are saying, wow, this service feels weird and the words are different, that's because they are. We are using Rite 1, which is the traditional language rite of the Book of Common Prayer. Many of these prayers harken back to the 28 prayer book, and some even as far back as about 1641, if I have my dates correct. So you'll see that wonderful traditional language. And next week when we do the confession, we'll use the words, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. Wonderful, deep um, 
rich language that's nice to bring forward, uh, at least for this season of Lent. And I guess I should finally say um, thank you to Drake for an outstanding homily this morning and for, I gotta say, having the endurance to chant this morning's great litany. So thank you. All in key throughout. That is a miracle in itself. So thank you so much. On that note, offer to God a sacrifice of thanksgiving and make good thy vows unto the Most High.
should at all times and in all places give thanks unto thee, O Lord, Holy Father, almighty, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who was in every way tempted as we are, yet did not sin, by whose grace we are able to triumph over every evil and to live no longer unto ourselves, but unto him who died for us and rose again. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify the high glorious name, evermore praising thee and saying, suffered death upon the cross for our redemption, who made there by his one oblation of himself once offered a full, perfect, and sufficient sacrifice, oblation, and satisfaction for the sins of the whole world, and did institute, and in his holy gospel commands us to continue a perpetual memory of that his precious death and sacrifice until his coming again. For in the night in which he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Likewise, after supper, he took the cup. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of this, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you and for many for the remission of sins. Do this as oft as ye shall drink it in remembrance of me. Wherefore, O Lord and Heavenly Father, according to the institution of thy dearly beloved Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, we, thy humble servants, 
do celebrate and make here before thy divine majesty with these thy holy gifts, which we now offer unto thee, the memorial thy Son hath commanded us to make, having in remembrance his blessed passion and precious death, his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension, rendering unto thee most hearty thanks for the innumerable benefits procured unto us by the same. And we most humbly beseech thee, O merciful Father, to hear us, and of thy almighty goodness, that safe to bless and sanctify with thy word and Holy Spirit these thy gifts and creatures of bread and wine, that we, receiving them according to thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ's holy institution, in remembrance of his death and passion, may be partakers of his most blessed body and blood. And we earnestly desire thy fatherly goodness, mercifully to accept this our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving, most humbly beseeching thee to grant that, by the merit and death of thy Son, Jesus Christ, and through faith in his blood, we and all thy whole church may obtain remission of our sins and all other benefits of his passion. And here we offer and present unto thee, O Lord, ourselves, our souls, and bodies, to be a reasonable, holy, and living sacrifice unto thee, humbly beseeching thee that we, and all others who shall be partakers of this holy communion, may worthily receive the most precious body and blood of thy Son, Jesus Christ, be filled with thy grace and heavenly benediction, and made one body with him, that he may dwell in us and we in him. And although we are worthy through our manifold sins to offer unto thee any sacrifice, yet we beseech thee to accept this our bounden duty and service, not weighing our merits, but pardoning our offenses through Jesus Christ our Lord, by whom and with whom, in the unity of the Holy Ghost, all honor and glory be unto thee, O Father Almighty, world without end.
merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, but in thy manifold and great mercies, we are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs through thy table. But thou art the same Lord, whose property is always to have mercy. Grant us, therefore, gracious Lord, so to meet the flesh of thy true Son, Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood, that we may evermore dwell in him and he in us. Amen. The gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving.
with the spiritual food of the most precious body and blood of thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and dost assure us thereby of thy favor and goodness towards us, and that we are delivered and incorporate in the mystical body of thy Son, the blessed company of all faithful people, and are also heirs through hope of thy everlasting kingdom. And we humbly beseech thee, O Heavenly Father, so to assist us with thy grace, that we may continue in that holy fellowship and do all the good works that thou hast prepared for us to watch for. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Bow down before the Lord. Grant, Almighty God, that your people may recognize their weakness and put their whole trust in your strength, that they may rejoice forever in the protection of your loving providence through Christ our Lord. Amen. Please stand and join in singing hymn 143, found in our blue hymnals. <laughs> 